Hello and welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 225. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Mark Jesson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Moonshots family, listeners, as well as viewers. Today, we are diving into a brand new episode, still within this idea of self-mastery and mindfulness series, Mike. It's pretty exciting, Mark. We are hopefully going to create some good vibes today. That's right, because listeners and viewers, today we are diving into a brand new book within the Moonshots Library, and that is Good Vibes, Good Life, How Self-Love is the Key to Unlocking Your Greatness by Mr. Vex King. Vex King is relatively new on the scene, Mike. He's done a couple of books now, but I tell you what, if you dive into the reviews, the synopses, all about good vibes, good life, it feels bang on with the Moonshots message. I think there's a lot that you and I, as well as our listeners, subscribers, viewers, and members will uncover and learn from today's book, don't you think? Yeah, it was It was like crazy. Like earlier, you were reading out a, a tweet from Vex King, and we were just laughing that in one tweet, he had sort of summarized like all the mega themes that we have encountered studying all these authors and, and experts. Do you, do you have it handy? I think we got to read it out because honestly, this just sets up not only the great thinking of Vex King, but I think also mm. some topics that are very near and dear to our heart, Mark. I think you're right. And, and in fact, I think Vex King knew that we were going to release a show on his book because he only <laughs> tweeted it out a few hours ago today prior to recording, Mike. So Mr. Vex King uh, tweeted out earlier on, the best plot twist is when you turn pain into purpose, setbacks into success, losses into lessons, heartbreak into healing, rejection into resilience, and obstacles into opportunities. Mike, if there was a tweet that helped you and I articulate the moonshots, lessons that we do and the learning out loud that we're conducting each week, I think that's a pretty good write-up, isn't it? I would have to agree, Mark. So where do we want to start this adventure? Well, today, Mike and listeners and viewers, we're going to dive straight in. We're really focused on this idea of self-mastery, forgiveness, mindfulness, and so on. So let's hear straight away from the author, Mr. Vex King, chat to us about how, when it comes to our unhappiness, we can be in control and that happiness is actually a choice. I think it's understandable if people find it difficult to listen to that phrase, happiness is a choice, and think, actually, no, this is happening in my life, and I can't be happy. I completely get that. What I found from experience is that we always think that happiness is this destination, right? So we go about our lives believing that happiness will come when our desires are met. But this is what actually happens. You have a desire, you meet that desire, the feeling of happiness goes almost instantly. And then you're on to the next thing. And then you're on to the next thing. You want to get the new iPhone because you think that's going to bring you happiness. And then the new iPhone comes out, you get that happiness, the novelty wears off, and now you're on to the, the new model or something else. And that's basically saying that happiness can never exist where you are. It has to exist somewhere in the future. And I think if we live our lives in that particular way, 
then we're going to go through our entire life never actually understanding what happiness is. We're going to con- consistently chase happiness, but never actually find happiness because our desires are always going to change because we always change because change is the only constant in life. So I think happiness is a choice basically reminds us that actually we have the power to access happiness at any given moment. And that's by either changing our perception of what's in front of us or making a choice to change something in our lives that will contribute to our happiness. And that's why I believe that happiness can be a choice. Oh, Mark, the chasing of happiness. Oh, the elusive thing that always seems to be in the distant future, right? It's, mm. it's crazy, isn't it? How everybody says, well, if I have lots of money and a big house and a fast car, then I can be happy, right? Yeah. That's so true, isn't it? And it's funny, this idea of delayed gratification, I guess you could call it, because we are all, and, and, and I think Vex hits it on the head. It's certainly a behavior that I've had in the past. You'll constantly look forward to that next big thing. Maybe it's a holiday. Maybe it's the weekend. Maybe it's uh, something social. And by doing that, by constantly looking forward to that next thing, you really do gloss over what's happening right here, right now. And I think straight off the bat, Mike, we're hearing from Vex King speak to us about uh, being a little bit more, let's call it present. You know, that was one of the key things that we were learning from Don Miguel Ries, wasn't it? The idea of being in the moment and uh, noticing things and enjoying life as it uh, passes us by, so to speak, as opposed to constantly looking for that next big hill, the next big thing that we're going to celebrate. And by only chasing those goals, you, you don't really enjoy that journey, do you? Yeah, it's. I think it's a, this dangerous path where we're always looking to the future and to look at others. Mm. And I think we've had this as a clip on the show where uh, someone was talking about this, this rich person, um, thought they were doing pretty well until they compared themselves to this other person. But then that mm. other person, when they moved into this nice estate, they lived next to this other guy and this other guy had even more money. I can't remember which show that was. Do you, do you remember, recall the clip? And it was the guy moved next to Michael Jordan and then Michael Jordan met Jeff Bezos. And basically yeah. there's this thing that we all face, whereas we're looking outside at these perfect Instagram lives, at these happy, healthy, rich people. So we're always like, oh, I've got to do better. I've got to do better in the future. Um, I could be more successful. Our happiness will be achieved then at this point. But this is like Vex King is saying to us, he's doing a big Eckhart Tolle here. He's like, whoa, 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 slow down. Here and now. And what's really interesting, what we discovered in the show um, that we did on Eckhart Tolle and that whole mindfulness series is the only real moment that we truly have is the now because the past is gone and the future hasn't happened. So we only really have now. So dreaming of some future state to the detriment of where you are now and the good things that you have now, like it's for me, it's like an interesting exercise, Mark. Um, right now, can you breathe? You can breathe, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a win. 
You can sit comfortably. Well, that's another win. Oh, you're in a nice room. You've got a nice cup of coffee. Oh, all of a sudden, if you unpack things, oh, by the way, even though you grew up in England, you now live in Sydney, right by the harbour. Like, oh my gosh, that's good vibes right there, right? And you can access that. And this is like so powerful. You can access that right now. That is your choice, right? Mm. And this is something I've learned is that you can choose to smile or not. You can choose to be grateful in the moment or not. And these things are choices. Now, while this might sound so simple, Mark, I believe it's so powerful. If you just want to take the monkey off your back, you know, get those dark storm clouds of Mordor out of your life, it's tapping into the moment and going, wow, I can breathe. I'm sitting, I'm comfortable, I'm having a great conversation with a friend. Wow, okay. There's a lot to like about that, a lot of good vibes. What do you think? I I think it feels very in line with what we were starting to learn with the Dalai Lama when we did his book, The Art of Happiness, because this idea of not being a prisoner really, really came up. And where I interpreted the work from Dalai Lama with regards to happiness was about giving yourself the space to actually notice and appreciate those good things rather than being beholden to feeling, you know, maybe a little bit rough because something hasn't quite gone your way. And the message that we heard from Vex just then, I feel very in line. Is it very in line with where the Dalai Lama was coming from? Mm. Because you can choose. It is in your ability. It's in all of our ability, actually, even though it doesn't necessarily feel like it. Mm. The truth is we can, if we, work on it enough we think about our mindset uh, strong enough and maybe it's mantras maybe it's a lot of other um, tools that we'll dive into in today's show there are there is within all of us the capability to actually enjoy each of those moments reframe yeah. those struggles those obstacles as we heard from vex king's twitter uh, a tweet earlier yeah you know we can turn that rejection into resilience obstacles into opportunities that feels very much my in line with, I think, where we were really learning a lot of advice and, and good tips within that happiness series, particularly from the likes of the Dalai Lama, but even Neil Pasricha. Yes. Well. He yeah. really drove us towards that space and that pursuit of happiness, didn't he? So why do you think when we have this clear choice, why do you think we struggle with making the choice, Mark? What, what do you see in yourself and others why is it not always easy to choose to be happy? I think there's there's a couple of things for me that I find distracting when I'm trying my best to go on this journey of maintaining, you know, positivity, happiness, yeah. or as Vexkin would call it, good vibes, is it's very difficult until you've you've managed to practice it a lot to stay focused. Mm. It's very easy for me at least to become a little bit untethered, mm. you know, like a like a, a ship in a storm, mm-hmm. when the anchor's down, it might be very, very quiet underneath, you know, under the water, the anchor's, you know, fully embedded, but actually the boat can be rocking around a lot yes. on those waves. And I find that the advice from, you know, Vex King or any of the other individuals that we're, we're finding within the Moonshot Show is to accept those bumps, those waves, uh, and not let it distract you from you know, what you're trying to accomplish and, and the ultimate goal that you're trying to do. Because at the end, of the end of the day, it is up to us how we feel. We're, we're the only ones 
we can be influenced by others. We can be yeah. influenced by the opinions, even the emotions of yeah. others. But if I want to try and change the emotions and the behavior that I have, it only comes down to me. So do you think it's that moment where um, Yucca Willink says problems good? Like he builds this default reaction of, oh, there's a problem, good. That's life, mm. right? And do you think a lot of us are, we triggered too much into fight or flight? Like we're like problems, uh-oh, run for the hills. Do you think that's yeah. perhaps the greatest challenge that we have to like? For sure. Right? Why, why do you think? So many people run for the hills and, and don't choose for happiness. Do you think they're just consumed by fight or flight feelings? Like what happens? I, I think it's it's similar insight to what we were learning with Mark Manson, the subtle art of not giving a because he really made the case that it's up to us how we interpret other people, the other events that yes. we might see, yes. the things that might happen to us. Again, it's very in line with, I think, where Yoko Willink was, was leading us towards. And very, again, similar, nicely timed with Vex King's tweet. And actually the core of this book, you know, mindset and so on, because it reminds me we can go out and run into those struggles every day. In fact, we're going to. Yep. It's always going to be hard. I think the hardest thing to remind yourself and almost ground yourself with is because Sometimes you just don't know you can control it. Right. Sometimes we've, we've really I totally lived our lives. Yeah, right? You, you, you don't really know that you are so powerful in controlling or at least influencing your reactions, yes. your feelings, your emotions, unless you try and put it into practice. Yeah, so for me- I think a lot of us don't really know that. Yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely right. Two really profound insights that we've had on the show that really resonate with me is life by default is hard. And I think that's a shock for a lot of people. Like, oh gosh, mm. why is this so hard? Like, why, are they, why is yeah. nothing working? Um, so that was, that's a profound thought right there. Like, and David Goggins says it best, life is the best the toughest competitor you will ever face yeah yeah so if you just change your expectations of life and go okay all right because i am alive i am signing up for the hardest game in town life yeah. right yeah, yeah. then two <laughs> my outcome is something that i have to fully and completely take responsibility for like my situation is on me and ain't on nobody else because if yeah. I fall into the trap of saying well he she they did all these things that is one slippery slope where you are not taking any ownership whatsoever and you expect everybody else to be doing you a solid and you're just going to be really upset with life if that is your expectation it's on you and then the third thought that comes after that is if you have said life is tough, it's on me. And then here's the third thing that we've learned from the show. I can choose for happiness. I can choose for resilience. Yeah. I can choose for a growth mindset. Problems, good. Once you get that order of thinking together 
and work really studiously to make it come true. And it's like, it doesn't happen overnight, nor is it something that once you're there, it will take its own trajectory. You have to keep working on it every single time. This is the, I mean, once you learn to embrace this idea that if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. If you're not working on yourself, you're going backwards. And if you're not doing that every single day, there's no time for like, hey, I'll just be a slob for a day, a week, a month, a year. Because even the greats like David Goggins, he wrote his whole second book around the idea. He got a little, uh, he got a little lazy. He got a little. Uh, yeah, well, I, exactly. And, and, and he yeah. was like, whoa, well, hang on. You're never finished, which was the title of his book. Mm. So this order of thinking can unlock so much positivity, so many good vibes, don't you think, Mark? Uh, I really, really do. And I think already we're starting to see just how many connections we can make. I mean, we've only heard one clip, Mike. We're already, <laughs> <laughs> we're already vibing, as Vexkin would say. Well, you know there's who, plenty more in the tank. Yeah, there is. And you know who else has got some good vibes happening? There's a whole cohort of people who are feeling some seriously good vibes. There are not only a certain percentage who have been with us for over a year, Mike, but man, we just keep on expanding. And that indeed, listeners and viewers, are our Moonshots members. So please, without further ado, please welcome Bob, John, Terry, Ken, Dietmar, Marjan, Connor, Rodrigo, Lisa, Sid, Mr. Bonjour and Paul, Berg, Kalman, David, Joe, Crystal, Ivo, Christian, Samuela, Barbara, Andre, Eric, and Chris, all of whom have now made it into the annual membership group. Like, I mean, that's that's a pretty meaty group. But alongside those individuals, we have a whole host of people who are also joining us since then, including Deborah, Lasse, Steve, Craig, Daniel, Andrew, Ravi, Yvette, Karen, Raul, PJ, Nikawara, Ola, Ingram, Dirk, and Emily, Harry, Karthik, Venkata, Marco, Roger, Steph, Gabia, Anna. Raw, Nimelen, Eric, Diana, Wade, Amanda, Christoph, Denise, Teresa, Bolinara, Laura, Smitty, and Corey, Andre, Gayla, Max, Bertram, Daniela, and our brand new member, Mike, who's joined us very, very recently. Mike, that list is getting longer and longer. It is. <laughs> well done. And your reading of it is getting better and quicker <laughs> and smoother. And you can, doesn't matter what nationality, what continent people are from. You're handling those tricky names with great aplomb. Um, so this brings us to our next clip. And I think, Mark, the, the scene that we've set is there is a choice. And you can choose to live with good vibes and with positivity. And you have an opportunity to plug into your emotions and to really be the best version of yourself. So why don't we jump into this next clip where we study the work of Vex King. Good vibes, good life. Do you struggle to maintain a positive mindset and live your best life? In today's fast paced and stressful world, it's easy to get caught up in negativity and lose sight of the good things in life. But what if there was a way to break free from this cycle and start living a more fulfilling and joyful life? That's the premise behind Good Vibes, Good Life, a book by Vex King that has become a popular guide for anyone looking to improve their mental and emotional well-being. From the importance of self-love and gratitude to the power of visualization and manifestation, 
King's Insights can help you transform your life and start living the happy, fulfilling life you deserve. There are three main points we can learn from this book. Number one, understanding the law of attraction isn't enough and mastering the law of vibration and managing emotions is crucial. Number two, boundaries are essential in social interactions. Number three, you have the power to choose positive or negative seeds for your subconscious mind. Without any further ado, let's dive deeper into each of these ideas and explore how they can help you lead a more fulfilling and joyful life. Mastering the law of vibration and managing emotions is crucial. Have you ever noticed how your mood can affect the people around you and even the events that happen in your life? This is the essence of the law of vibration, which states that everything in the universe is made up of energy that vibrates at a certain frequency. The law of vibration emphasizes that your emotions play a significant role in shaping your reality. It's not enough to simply manifest your desires, but rather you must genuinely believe in them and channel your emotions towards your dreams. By doing so, you can align yourself with your aspirations and take meaningful steps towards making them a reality. Research indicates that if you consistently spend time with negative individuals, it can affect your own mood and behavior negatively. This highlights the significance of choosing your company wisely and surrounding yourself with positive and happy people. Even if you don't always feel like it, smiling and maintaining a positive mindset can activate the release of feel-good hormones, leading to increased joy. Boundaries are essential in social interactions. Setting boundaries entails establishing personal rules that define what behaviors are acceptable or unacceptable in your relationships. This helps clarify expectations, and if someone oversteps those boundaries, they can understand their mistake and make amends. It's important to remember that setting boundaries is not about hurting others but rather prioritizing self-care. Here are three simple steps to start setting boundaries. Identify situations causing stress. Determine what you want for yourself and decide how much time and energy you're willing to invest. Setting boundaries promotes personal growth and prevents resentment towards others who dictate your life, allowing you to pursue your own desires freely. You have the power to choose positive or negative mind. In life, you have the power to shape your mind's workings. Imagine your beliefs as seeds that take root in your unconscious mind, either leading to a joyful, serene garden or a toxic wasteland. To change your reality, you must identify and weed out limiting beliefs that impact your life negatively. Then, replace them with empowering beliefs such as feeling stronger, receiving compliments from friends, or feeling empowered by physical accomplishments. Changing your reaction and your interpretation of life sounds pretty attractive to me, Mike. I think this idea of the law of vibration is really where Vex King has uh, created something a little bit more unique. He's really calling out this universal law. So I'll quickly break it down for you a little bit more, Mike. This law of vibration is actually uh, a very, very interesting idea that reminds us that everything is moving. Nothing rests in life, whether it's the situation that we might have with a job, per se, or a family situation, or maybe just how happy we're feeling. But everything moves. Nothing rests. Everything vibrates. And that idea is really where Vex King has started to lean in towards with this book, which I think is a great extension and build on some of the other experiences and lessons and frameworks that we've learned from other Moonshots individuals. What do you think, Mike? Do you believe that the universe is in constant movement? It's in constant flux? 
Yeah, I, I, that almost comes back to that point that we were talking about before that you mm. you can't stop, right? You're never you've never made it. You've always got to be yeah. growing, learning, and so forth. So I think that's really in line there. I think also to the simplicity of this vibration idea is is this. This is when I see it in in practice. People who are open, who are good listeners who are working hard and choosing to be of a growth mindset, you naturally want to hang out with these people. Mm. That's for me, this law of attraction. Whereas if someone is like, Oh, I'm always so busy. I'm always facing a number of challenges. It's Mm. really, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get through. Um, whilst we all have compassion, the reality is when people stay in that mode, it's like it's physically exhausting to be around them, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? And and it's it's a truth that we have probably noticed in other people. Mm. We may have noticed our uh, such and such is being a bit of a drag recently. The truth is we probably don't notice it in ourselves. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's probably times in my life when I've had my friends or family members almost thinking, Oh, something's, something's going on with Mark. <laughs> yeah. And, and like there's, again, we talked about acknowledging emotions, mm. but, but when you dwell, particularly in negative emotion, like it's just not cool to be around people that are stuck there. Right. Because it, it starts to, at a certain point, it's a bad vibe for you. Right. Mm. So you're like, I need to get away from this, From my, you start sort of protecting yourself. Um, That's right. I think also to, you know, setting of those boundaries that they talk about. Um, this really made me think about the idea of in order to love the people around you, in order to do right by the people around you, you've got to do right by yourself. Did you have a little bit that feeling when we were listening to this idea of setting boundaries for yourself, not so much penalizing others, but to mm. set yourself up for success? I, th- I think it, that's the big reminder, isn't it? Mm. You've got to be strict. You've got to be disciplined with your um, behavior, mm. your mindset. Mm. You've got to keep yourself in check because you can rely on others to help you along the way. You know, we, we've heard from the likes of Jordan Peterson talking about um, uh, ownership, the idea of if you want to try and stick to something, maybe tell somebody else and then they can help you and hold you accountable to actually delivering on that, let's say, promise or or behavior. But I think you're right. It really just comes down to uh, really forcing ourselves to notice and keep ourselves in check through some of the techniques and habits and tools that we've we've probably spoken about a lot on the show, Mike, particularly for me with journaling. When I found myself in, let's let's use Vex King's language here, when I've got myself in a bad vibration, you know, maybe something's on my mind. It's very distracting. Mm. Maybe that's actually negatively influencing the conversations I'm having with others. The collaboration that I'm trying to do is, you know, not, not really working out as much. The th- way that I'll try and recognize that will be through pattern recognition. So, for example, uh, I'm, I'm probably not alone in this, but I'll often be picking up my journal more regularly if I am feeling a little bit off. Mm-hmm. You know, the old adage, you only really journal when you're in a really good headspace is, is what Matthew McConaughey always called out to no, us. No, 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 no. He said it the other way, Mark. 
But, but he, he should do it all the time. Yeah, he said yeah. we only tend to journal when we're having tough times. He said yeah. we should also journal in the good times so that you know, oh, when I do these things, good things tend to happen. And when I do yeah. those things, that's when the bad things are tending to happen. So he was like playing both of them. But you're absolutely mm. right. Like hit the journal and get it out. Like we talked about yeah. the acceptance and acknowledgement earlier. Like to me, if you want good vibes and a good life, you got to be journaling so that you can get the stuff that's bothering you, get it off your chest. And, and, and to me, it's almost the ritual of writing it out until you're like, I don't want to write about that anymore. That's yeah. almost, you've got rid of it, right? That's almost a, like a proxy for, okay, you've dealt with it because you don't need to go back to it. Do you ever find that, that you need to journal on something for a couple of days to really work through it? Yeah, I, I really find that the way to maximize the value that I'm giving myself, and what I mean by that is build myself up into a, a situation or a mindset perhaps that gives me the best foundation to then go out and collaborate, have communication with others and do the best work that I can is when when I've put some stuff into practice. I guess it's kind of like getting your body ready for a marathon or, or anything of, of high endurance, I suppose, you kind of want to stretch. You want to think about your nutrition. You yes. want to make sure you're hydrated. Yes. That few days, as you were saying, of, of journaling, getting yourself into that honest headspace and starting to remind yourself of those good habits. I think yeah. you're right. It can take, it can take time. Yeah. But the truth is, who is the controller of when we start that, that stop clock? It's us. Yeah. Who's the individual who's going to help us pick up that journal and give it a go? It's going to be us, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. I think the the combination of the journaling to deal with particularly challenge or things that are that you see that are working is good. I think also returning, uh, like if you want to program yourself towards good vibes, I think the other thing that I do every single day is I use affirmations mm. as a practice to really define who I am and what I'm going to be in life. And I find this is also a very good way to prime your subconscious. If we go to like the classic Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, or whether we go to Vex King some 70, 80 years later, the thread there is prime your subconscious with positivity. That is your choice, right? If you need to perk yourself up a bit, say your affirmations, say them out loud, say them twice, say them three times. Do you know what's super geeky, Mark? I have, I have a recording of my affirmations that I update every couple of months. And there will be times where I listen to it on repeat, just repeating two minutes of affirmations. I'm just priming the subconscious. I, I do really think that this has a, an insight that has come up a few times now for us, Mike. And I think Vex King has, uh, you know, given this nice emotion or behavior, I suppose, that connection to this idea of vibrations. Because I think you're totally right. Another thing that this reminds me of is, is Tal Ben-Shahar. So he had a great insight that we learned through his book, The um, uh, Happier was the book actually, mm -hmm. Tal Ben-Shahar's Happier. He spoke about post-traumatic growth. And the idea being that when you do struggle with something, 
you know, whether you reflect on it like you do with journaling, we hold ourselves accountable. Maybe we have uh, recordings or mantras and so on to keep us in that good vibe space. I think it's also the acknowledgement, acceptance, and reminder that actually those obstacles can be really, really positive. It can be things that we can we can learn from. And this idea of post-traumatic growth, uh, specifically around, you found that hard? That's okay. What are you going to learn? What are you going to go and do next? That feels like a mindset that, again, comes through in good vibes, good life. If you are going to unlock that greatest version of yourself, it's down through interpretation of events. It's awareness of how you're feeling. And it's about taking control over how you react to those different experiences in different situations. Yeah. And we've seen timeless advice that we've studied on the show. Um, for example, there was a, an emperor of Rome who, before he made any decision, would say the alphabet completely <laughs> just to slow down. Um, and like, I think this, um, this other thing that we saw in the mindfulness series, which was don't rush to judgment, right? Because no. that often when you judge the situation and others, particularly when you don't have the full information, can lead you to assumptions. It can lead you to judgments that really emotionally get you all fired up for the wrong reason. And sometimes just playing it cool as a cucumber, don't rush to judgment, just like take it easy. Maybe you don't know the whole situation. That's a great way to keep those potentially negative responses and reactions down and then you can choose to prime yourself with the positive ones. But Mark, I think we've still got a bit more work to do in acknowledging how we feel, don't you? We do indeed. We've got another clip coming up now. We're digging into Vex. We're digging into his ideas around mindfulness, digging into the advice that he has in creating a way of having good vibes as well as this good life. And he's got this next idea that he's going to introduce to us, which is about which is all about acknowledging how we feel, and specifically the ironic process theory. And in psychology, that basically says that if we try and process, uh, sorry, suppress certain thoughts, they're more likely to surface. And I think that's really, really important, especially when it comes to your emotions and your thoughts, that if you try to suppress them and pretend that they're not there, actually what you're doing is you're giving them more momentum. And I think when people think of positive thinking, actually they're not responding and they're not practicing responses. What they're practicing is dismissing, suppressing, getting rid of. And that's why it continues and it continues. And sometimes it becomes really, really intense. So the simplest way to change your thinking, to change your emotional state, and I promise you this, this works if you really try to do it, is to just acknowledge the thought or the emotion. Because a lot of the suffering actually comes from resisting it and that's proven by the ironic process theory so simply by just saying i feel this way and you can say it out aloud and now that you've acknowledged it suddenly that particular emotion or that particular short thought doesn't have the same power it did over you Ooh, now we're getting pretty deep mark did you think we could get this this deep on the moonshots podcast Look, I, I think this is this is a hard-hitting truth, isn't it? We, we started the show, this idea of um, forgiveness and so on, but really where we're going now is we've got to make sure we hold ourselves in check Yeah. because 
the 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 theory that Vex is really revealing to us there, which actually I I, I think he's he's totally spot on. If you do dwell in that negativity, it's hard to to get out of. And instead, by ignoring something and not revisiting, not writing it down, not recording it, putting it in your mantras. I think for me, at least, the times when I have intentionally ignored a, a, a moment of discomfort, something where I'm feeling, you know, oh, something's upsetting me here. I feel a bit negative, maybe a bit paranoid, maybe a bit um, unsettled. Mm. It does give it more power because you just put it off. In, instead, it's kind of like leaving a pot on the stove. Yeah, It's going to keep on sitting there boiling until you, you tend to it. And, and that for me is, is, as we've already discussed, tended via journals, um, talking to others, as well as finding habits and practices that, yes. that kind of get us out of those things. Yeah. Um, so here's the interesting thing with this thought, which is I think what happens when I look at myself and I look at others around me is that when when bad things, negative things, when challenges, when unexpected failures happen, we often are quick to feel disappointment, frustration, anger, shame, right? So what happens is when something looks like one of those bad things coming along, we yeah. don't want to entertain that feeling, right? So this comes back to that order of thinking that we were talking about before. I think you have to accept that bad things are going to happen. Uh, yeah. You're going to take ownership for it. No, no, no point blaming others, but you can choose not the events will happen, but you can choose how you respond. Yeah. That is totally within your power. That's totally within your control. And I think that if you acknowledge that was a bad thing and I'm feeling pretty angry about it, but I'm going to sit and journal on this and reflect mm. on this and get this out of the system. Like it's almost like a purge, isn't it, Mark? It is. That's, that's how I often associate the clarity that I feel once I've done a little bit of journaling. It's as though the clouds, and not necessarily clouds full of rain, the clouds that just make everything a little bit murky, mm. a little bit clouded over, mm. are a lot less, a lot less heavy, a lot easier to deal with once it has been put down on paper. And I find that we've referenced this idea when it comes to productivity, the idea of making sure that you, uh, let's say, deliver on your, your objectives and so on through the act of something like writing a table of contents, scribbling down where your thoughts are with regards to a particular idea also relates heavily to how we can manage our personal lives and personal development. Mm. So writing those down, exactly as you say, Mike, it feels lighter. Oh. I feel uh, easier to deal with once I have uh, expelled all those ideas and, and put them down on paper. I think the similar idea for me and where I'm making the connection is when I've got a project that's weighing on my mind, the best thing you can do is lay out a foundation first, maybe think about where you're leaning towards at that early stage, and then start to build on it over, over a couple of days. You know, like you say, Mike, journaling sometimes can take 
a couple of days to really get into the yeah swing of it. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. haven't picked it up for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or maybe yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. Once you get back into the swing of it, suddenly you feel as though you've you've lightened that load such a, a huge amount. I think as I was listening to you then, like I'm thinking about the best habit that we could all, you, me, and all our mm. members and listeners could develop. And I feel like it's this. When you feel one of these really clear emotional responses to something, particularly those that are negative, anger, sadness, frustration, these kind of things, try and be objective and acknowledge that feeling. Like I think we can get so caught up into the supposed problem or the the trespass. They did this. I can't believe it, right? Mm. But if you can more focus on they did this and as a result, I feel really angry. This anger feels like, looks like, write it down and just get it out, get it out. I think the key thing is when you notice these really heightened emotional responses to events or things that people do, if you can train yourself or build the habit that you will always say, okay, I need to acknowledge that feeling. I need to write it all out. And that's certainly what I'm trying to do these days. Whenever I have these things and I can see it in my journal when I revisit my journal, you can see that I'm really working through it, trying to get it out of the system. It's like if there's all this steam building up in the engine, I'm trying to loosen the gasket so that steam can go. And here's the thing. Mm. If you give it time and space, often you can not only diminish the emotion, but the choice of how you would have reacted instantly versus in three or four days, the choice of reaction is very different. Often Mm. less crazy, irate response to some supposed trespass or problem, but you're like, eh, okay. So that really, really frustrated me, but I'm moving on. And that's such a better way to respond to something than like, you know, going to World War Three, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you're totally, you've, you've created a good build there, Mike. And it, again, reminds me of, of the Dalai Lama, who was calling us out within that show about training the mind. I think all of these individuals, including Vex King, are calling out to us and telling us or encouraging us to kind of start training, start getting ready. Because as you say, I, I love the idea of seeing that steam coming out your ears. And now whether there were a video first podcast, Mike, maybe one day we'll start to see the uh, steam coming out. Oh, listen, Hopefully we get, not we got to get the studio ready. We got to get um, steam, special effects, <laughs> a little bit of 3d. Let's do it. But, but the, all, the consistent here is, uh, and I wrote down the word reception. The idea is you've got to be receptive to those situations. And it's very, very hard, I, I think, personally, to maintain a, a balance to those moments within my life when I don't really want to be that receptive to. Maybe it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Maybe it's disappointing. By reflecting on it, journaling, and just practicing, it gets easier each time. It's like anything in life, isn't it? You get right. better by repetition by practice. And I think what's interesting is when you re- apply that behavior, this habit of, of repetition, being receptive and so on to something like your, your life, 
happiness, your mindset. It's exactly the same transferable skills, so to speak, as, as doing it for any other practice, isn't it? Oh, you're absolutely right there. And I think like the, the, the journey that we're going on here is one of make good choices, know that this positivity and taking care of yourself so you can take care of others is an incredibly generous, humble way to go about life which gives you the chance to really tackle all the obstacles that are going to come your way. And as Ryan Holiday said, the obstacle truly is the way. So you mm. need to employ yeah. some good vibes, good life. And if you do this, I think not only can you be a better version of yourself, Mark, I think you can learn to love yourself. I think so. I think you're right. And this idea of, of loving yourself really leads us nicely, Mike, into actually our closing clip. For today's show on good vibes, good life. We're going to hear from Vex King once again, who's going to leave us with some pretty timely advice on loving for yourself. The one key rule for a high performance life is to love yourself. And that's going to sound wishy washy to like explain it. My definition of self love is that it's a balance between accepting yourself as you are and knowing you deserve better and then working towards it. Another way to reframe that is that self-love is the daily promise that you make to yourself to prioritize your well-being, your mind, body, and spirit. A lot of you might be thinking, well, how do I actually embark on this journey of self-love? And I've got this acronym. I seem to love acronyms. Um, and the acronym <laughs> sounds kind of, kind of paradoxical, I suppose, but the acronym's CRAP. That's with the two A's, Okay. The C stands for care, and it's to just take care of yourself and your needs. The R stands for relationships. Nurture your most important relationships. Manage all your relationships. Implement boundaries when you need to. And also let go of the relationships that you've outgrown. The first A stands for action, which is take action on your goals, on your dreams. Take action on your daily tasks and chores. The other A stands for appreciation, which is more about gratitude. And it's appreciating where you are, who you are, what you've achieved in your life, and also the people that you have in your life. And the P stands for purpose. And that's basically just living a, a meaningful life. Wow. Okay. Once again, Vex King, wise beyond his years, one might say. Um, mm. I'll, I'll read that, that little acronym back to you here. Care, relationships, ambition, and appreciation with a little chaser of purpose, Mark. Mm. These are all good things. I mean, uh, he says it all. I don't know where to take this. This is almost a whole new podcast. <laughs> I mean, you're right. We, we could have done the whole show on, on that acronym, really. I think the one that stands out to me, Mike, is ironically the, the last one, actually, the idea of purpose, because that really speaks to a lot of the work that we've done on the show around this idea of, of legacy, of uh, comfort, of forgiveness. You know, once you've figured out your, let's, let's give it a name, your ikigai mm -hmm. for a framework that we've obviously covered on the show before. If you have your ikigai in mind and your purpose, it then makes your decision-making, first of all, it makes your decision-making probably a lot easier 
because you just have to compare the decision or the outcome, whether that's in line with your Ikigai or not. But also it, it provides you a little bit of structure when it comes to analyzing or appreciating some difficult moments in life. Mm. You know, it helps you, it, for me at least, it helps stay grounded. If you've got a perception in mind and, and purpose of where you're going to go, suddenly I think it makes it a little bit easier when, you know, the, the darkness comes around and things start getting a little bit tricky. Which, which of those five moments, Mike, uh, standing out to you within that acronym? Oh, I do like the, per- I mean, I love them all. You know what we're like. It's hard, hard to pick. I know. <laughs> it's hard to pick your favorite children. Yeah. So the thing about purpose, Mark, is I think if you know what you're fighting for and you know you've got your ikigai, I believe this serves so many useful things. Here's in a super practical manner. Let me try and explain this. One, if you know your purpose, then when you've hit the rough waters, you know this is all part of the journey towards the destination. So I know that I'm going to encounter some really tough problems to solve, but I won't give up because I know this is what I'm meant to do, right? Mm-hmm. I know that training is going to be really hard because I've said I want to run the marathon, right? Yeah. That's a, a really clear example. Another thing here is what you can do when you have your purpose is you can ask yourself, well, what does this look like every day? And so I know I'm living my best life when I get to bed early, when I awaken without the alarm, when I stretch and breathe and meditate in the morning, when I journal in the morning, I could go on and on throughout the whole day, go for some walks, exercise, eat healthy. These are all things that I make really ritualistic habits because they are all part of being the best version of myself. Mm. Same thing with my work. I want to work with nice and talented people. So if they are not nice and if they are not talented, then I know for my own self-love that I don't want to work with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So these are all ways of making choices that are in line with your purpose. And so you reinforce your icky guy. And I think, you know, many of us face moments where if we're not working on ourselves and reflecting on our choices, you know, to go back to your sailing ship metaphor, we've kind of sailed off course. And yeah. sometimes it's, we have to get quite lost before we go, hang on a sec. I'm not yeah. on course to where I was meant to be going. And mm-hmm. so I think the, 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 value of having clarity on purpose, Ikigai, is that you not only face the rough seas when you get them, but if you are sailing off course, you can bring yourself back on course. Mm -hmm. So there are some times, Mark, where I don't get to journal or stretch in the morning because I got a really busy agenda and I have to get up really early or I'm flying or whatever. Yeah. I think, you know, James Clear said it really well, like miss once that's okay. Miss twice and you've, you're basically losing the habit. So that's a yeah. re- really good rule to bring yourself back on purpose, um, to bring yourself back on track um, is to know what it looks like as a habit so that you just literally, all you got to think about day to day, did I run, exercise, eat well, sleep well? Did I spend good time planning the day? Did I do yeah. some deep work? Did I have good connection with my colleagues? These sorts of things. Like once you see the absence of those two days in a row, then you know, whoa, warning, warning. (laughs) What's funny, uh, we we wouldn't, if if it was the same with sleep, 
and you were missing, you know, a, a certain amount, you'd start to notice, wouldn't you? You'd oh, start God. to physically feel it. And I think the same, uh, perhaps a little bit of a tangent, but I feel as though maybe there's a case to say it's, it's pretty similar. Yeah. It's, it's just as important because it helps you feel and act the, a better version the next day. So if you prioritize yourself, you prioritize how you are reflecting on things, you're not percolating or uh, as Vex calls it, you know, you're not uh, pursuing that ironic process theory. Instead, if you are keeping yourself accountable, keeping an eye on it and revisiting, you know, ideally daily, you probably are keeping that habit because you're right. How easy is it to lose and break a habit and create one from scratch? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is not only a powerful acronym, the crap al- uh, acronym yeah. for King. <laughs> So good. What an ironic <laughs> twist there. Yeah. But but what a what a great new expression of how to in sort of enjoy not only positive thinking, so it's not just rah-rah, but also growth mindset at the same time. Yeah. Mark, it's been really refreshing take on, you know, positivity. So I gotta hit you up. We've covered four big clips, lots of ideas from Vex King. Which one is sticking out to you? Which one are you going to be thinking about for the rest of the day? I, I think the real call out that Vex has here is maintaining a good positive outlook and not necessarily one where you're walking around singing and dancing and saying, isn't life great? Instead, it's just maintaining a bit of a positive mindset. And as he puts in the title, you know, self-love being the key to, to unlocking it. So I think for me, Mike, it is that ironic process theory. Yeah. We end up becoming what we don't pay attention to. Yes. So if you are negative, if you feel like you're a bit negative and down in the dumps, instead of putting it off to one side and allowing it to exist, instead address it, yeah. look into it, get a little bit uncomfortable. That is the way to probably speed up the healing and also make yourself a little bit more resilient and stronger next time. I think there's a lot in that idea personally that, speaks to me what about you mike i mean th- this is a, a a new territory for us with with vex what are you uh really uh, sticking to today well i'm reminded so much of our happiness series that happiness is like um being fit it just doesn't happen without the training yeah. and the the workout program yeah. and i'm really just like this is reinforcing to me that happiness is a choice but it's a daily habit that you have to work on. It is not this future aspirational destination. It is something you need to work on to manifest every day. Otherwise, all you're doing is living in anticipation of someday in the distant future, when I achieve all these amazing things, only then I will be allowed to enjoy happiness. Whereas I could say, well, I can hear lots of birds chirping this morning. That makes me happy. That's a choice. How good is that? It can be something so simple. A small choice. You appreciate the taste of your coffee in the morning. Yeah. Something small like that sets you up perfectly. Totally. So, Mark, I want to say thank you to you and thank you to all our members and to our listeners too. So here we are getting another good dose of positivity on show 225 with Vex King and his work, Good Vibes, Good Life. And we had four big ideas, starting with perhaps the biggest idea that happiness truly is a choice we can make every day. 
So what we need to do is channel our emotions and get the good vibes into our life to really get those positive vibrations going. And part of that on the other side is to acknowledge how we feel when sometimes we're a little blue, we can acknowledge it in order to move on. Because on the other side of moving on is loving yourself. And if you do that every day, if you have that self-respect, you are opening the door to realizing all of your potential, being the best version of yourself. And that is what we are all about here on the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.